programming. Even uh, like after I finished the bachelor, I was always in my mind, oh man, I want to continue that. I really, really want to go, um, go, just go back into that. Uh, and if the first opportunity I got to redo that again, uh, I, I took it. I, I really, really wanted to do it. So I'm going to do just a little back back up here. So we just logged in to the live stream. And for anybody that is following us, you missed the introduction. This is Juan <laughs> Martinez, a previous intern with Pivot Business Consulting, who studied computer programming here at Valencia College. And he was just sharing that first question. So Jason, go ahead and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> just making sure our listeners knew what was going on. Cool. So you say that you went back to school, and I'm just curious, what was that like, like going back to school after getting a degree and then going to Valencia? It was strange at first. You see everyone's really, like, really younger than you. I took, uh, during my first year, it took me six years to earn my bachelor's. So going back after that and, uh, like, two years off after that, I could say, yeah, everyone's younger. It was strange, but it all... It didn't bother me. After a little bit, I, I was right back in my element. I done I had done six years of college before that, and I was pretty accustomed to college, so I was really confident in my ability to just get done with my classes and actually complete my degree. Don't you think, though, um, I, I know you guys aren't at Valencia, but don't you think Valencia has a, a pretty diverse uh, community of students that go not only in race and ethnicity but also in generations yes yeah. uh, from what I saw that the thing is the first classes that I had were beginner classes there are a couple of classes you have to take in Valencia for uh, when you're in your first year and those were the ones I was taking so mostly the people there were just freshmen out of uh, high school but once you start getting into the uh, more advanced classes you start seeing like a whole lot of diversity, a whole lot of diversity between ages, races. And it's it's pretty great. I, I met a lot of people, a lot of uh, people from uh, Ireland. I've met people from uh, yeah. Salvador. I've met people from Africa. Yeah, uh, the Valencia's got a lot of people. It's, it's a pretty diverse uh, community here. Yeah, I agree. So you mentioned that you got a degree in mathematics, and I'm just curious how you managed to incorporate your degree in mathematics into what you're doing right now in computer programming. Uh, they go hand in hand. That, that's what I was thinking. Uh, well. Yeah, yeah uh, most, most of the stuff that you do, many of the exercises that you do for computer programming somehow uh, a lot of the time involve math, especially uh, in analysis and other stuff. Uh, most um, a lot of the jobs today for computer programming, at least uh, backend jobs, require a lot of math knowledge. So, if uh, you, for example, you have a math degree, a lot of the stuff you studied for is gonna come back to you. You're gonna have to use it again during that degree. So it was, it was good. It was, it was. Uh, I was comfortable because of that. Uh, because a lot of math, something that I was familiar with. And because of that, uh, I really excel at the degree. So in, in computing, in computer programming, it's like one, two, one, two, one, two, right? Mm. And that's on, off, on. I don't know if that's the order, but on, off, on, off. So that's where the math comes into play, and then it's creating the string of the code, well, which is kind of like the math <laughs> equations. 
I'm making a guess. <laughs> it depends because there's the thing is most of the stuff in programming right now is binary calculations and UCE, for example, uh, you always used to, uh, always in your head, okay, this and this number. You don't go outside and do three numbers, four numbers, or anything like that. Okay, first this this calculations come for these two numbers, then these two things, then these two things, and for me, it's always been like that. It's always been like uh, adding, subtracting, and basically uh, for programming, you add, subtract strings. You you do a lot of stuff that is uses a lot of like logic for math. So to me, it's I was at home f uh, when I was doing that. Sounds like algebra to me also. Mm -hmm. Some of it's like that algebra. If x equals y, then blah, 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 you know, <laughs> all of that stuff. And yeah, a lot of variables. Mm -hmm. what, what do you currently do now? I'm a QA uh, tester. Do you Q know what QA, QA no. is? Uh, mm -hmm. What could you... QA is basically uh, I test websites. But what does QA stand for? Uh, uh, quality assurance. Oh, gotcha. Mm -hmm. We make sure that uh, the website is up to par, that it's not... Uh, uh, that it's not buggy, that it's uh, that it doesn't have any bugs, that it works correctly as as they intended to. Okay. Basically, I try to minimize, try to find bugs, and try to minimize the the amount of errors that the website has. Okay. What's the uh, name of the place where you work? I work at Currency Exchange International. Uh, it's a place. It's a company that uh, specializes in the exchange of foreign currency. Do you get to travel since it's international? Uh, no, I work in their IT department, so I stay mostly in their home office. Okay, okay, that's mm -hmm. pretty cool. So, what are some of your goals that you have right now that you plan on accomplishing soon? My goals, well, uh, since I'm doing right now QA, I'm trying to get more into the QA side of programming because uh, QA has. Um, a couple of things that are introduced that are that you can use in programming. Uh, for example, testing. You have to test in programming. Uh, yeah, for example, you make a program, you have to test it out. And for example, if you're making a website, you have to keep testing it out. You there are a couple of programs that specialize in testing websites. So I'm learning that, and a lot of uh, stuff that. Uh, that you learn in programming, you can incorporate into testing. Uh, you can see that, that errors that you made during program, uh, programming are errors that the programmers made in QA, and you get to point that out to them. <laughs> <laughs> you did this. This is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Depends if you're the one that gets to point out the fault, yeah, right? <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> um, are you looking, is there any, we mentioned some companies that perhaps, do you have any like green companies that you would like to work for? Uh, dream companies. Tell you the truth, I n uh, I n never had a, like a dream company. I just uh, go with what uh, what I have at the time. See, yeah. uh, for example, if there's a, like a company that uh, is hiring, for example, mm -hmm. then I think, oh man, that's a looks a good company. That then th then that becomes my dream company. Okay. I never feel like uh, I I want to work for Google or Microsoft. I, it would be nice, of course, but I never see myself like, oh, uh, that's, that's, that's got to be the goal. That's, I have to reach there someday. Uh, I don't uh, try to force myself to 
uh, go into that direction. I just go with whatever I have in hand. Okay. Before he got his programming job, and he had been looking for a while also, he was working at a retail store. We will not say the name. Mm-hmm. You can if you want to. Um, but it was, like, really hard. He was having to go to school full-time, mm-hmm. and he was working full-time, and it was, like, different shifts. It was it was tough. And then he was also working on intern pursuit in his spare time. So it was a, a big sacrifice. And he ha- he was in Kissimmee. So. Yeah. I feel like you're the type of person where you don't chase opportunities. Opportunities chase you. You don't go out looking for it. They just present themselves, and you take a, you know advantage of those opportunities. Um, it depends, really, because I, if I didn't go out looking for opportunities and start uh, looking for, hey, what's on, what's on the market, uh, then I wouldn't have uh, found, for example, Isabella's internship mm-hmm. or the job that I had. I had the the places that I got uh, where I applied for those jobs where it's not your common uh, place like uh, the job searching websites. I didn't uh, get those uh, looking for those there. I had to look uh, through the uh, Valencia system uh, and to get those those the internship and the job uh, because uh, I heard a professor saying, "Oh, we have this and this program." It would be good if some of you would like to use them. And I went there. I went to her there and uh, went to the people of the program. I started saying, hey, is there any internships, any jobs available? Okay, you have to do this and this and this. And I started completing the process. Uh, I I wouldn't say I wouldn't. And the opportunities present to myself, I, I really went uh, trying to get those opportunities for myself. It's really hard to get an internship in, in mm-hmm. I think, computer programming mm-hmm. because they businesses want students. They don't, they don't want students necessarily. They want you to have, like, three years of experience. And where do you get that three years experience? It's one of those right. things that they're constantly having to try and build stuff and show That's what right. they can do. Do you have any advice you could give current, like, programming students? For programming students? Yeah, as a professional in, in, the, in the field now. Uh try to uh, to do to practice outside class like it's good to practice what classes what the classes give you but from time to time you have to go and practice like uh, the things that you see on job boards for example hey they, they require a year of this a year of this and a year of this because uh, for what it's worth uh, I've seen the programs here in Valencia I've seen the programs in other universities here and there's a lot of stuff that uh, employers require that uh, are advanced level and they won't, won't uh, exactly be teaching you here or at a bachelor's degree level. Right. Yeah, you yeah. need to go out and learn it yourself. Uh, so that's one of the things that uh, surprised me when I went on to Isabella's internship. I found a lot of stuff that I hadn't learned in Valencia and uh, you get to experience that for the first time during mm-hmm. the internship, and right. it's a good experience. One of the things that I've suggested to the students, also Joe's doing this, I had uh, said go and look at like Udemy and Coursera and Skillshare, any of those courses that um, platforms that are out there, and sign up. They have classes you can take for like ten bucks, twelve bucks mm-hmm. on sale. And they're taught by, like, Harvard professors, MIT, really amazing educations, and it's truly a good value. Uh, Can I get in on that? Um, One thing that I would recommend is 
if you're doing those uh, from time to time, I would suggest, for example, you've completed a course, don't take immediately another course. Try to practice what you've learned. That's because true. Uh, if you go from one tutorial to another to another, trying to see if you can learn what, what it is uh, that the employers want, then you're n and you don't practice. You just go from tutorial to tutorial. You don't tr go and throw yourself out to into the little wolves at least a little bit. Yeah. Then you're uh, you're gonna be stuck in what many call uh, uh what is tutorial uh, purgatory. Oh yeah, that would be <laughs> accurate. <laughs> I would limbo. call it that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you s just jump from tutorial to tutorial. Yeah. And you don't learn anything. You gotta you gotta practice. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that is true. And the more you practice anything, the better you get. Because we'll just take a little step down memory lane. Remember when you guys first came in? Mm -hmm. And you looked at the board and you went, oh, no. And then you come in and you go, oh, please. Mm -hmm. like, boom, you have it uh, down. Yeah, everything at first it seems overwhelming, but with time you just take the information little yeah. by little. The more you practice, the mm -hmm. better you get. Yeah, it's yeah. really true. Especially really like true. with those uh, like stuff like Skillshare and things like that, you can find almost anything on YouTube, tutorials oh on how yeah. to do anything. That's uh, true. Um, at least uh, to learn how to edit, I first learned a lot of it on YouTube, uh, video editing, all that stuff. Uh, also, one thing Programming I, too. I would recommend for programmers, uh, high quality, always appreciate high quality tutorials. Yeah. Because those are uh, sometimes hard to come by in many specific areas, very advanced topics. Uh, high quality tutorials are very hard to find sometimes. Mm -hmm. Unless you're paying for them, I think. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever okay. used Linda tutorials? Do they use that here in Valencia? They're actually on LinkedIn, and yes, they do use them at Valencia. Hmm. That's uh, interesting. So it's in the library. It's in the library? Yeah, like on online. They offer it through Rollins. It's one of the things that um, many of the schools have offered, and it says Linda, L-Y-N-D-A. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I've not used it. Uh, at least I think I was trying to use, uh, no, I have used it, but just for a little bit uh, because one professor linked uh, a couple of videos from it to our course. So oh, nice. I haven't used it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, where are we here? I was letting you guys lead the. the oh, course, okay. So. I thought you had a, wanted to ask a question and yeah. I was like, okay. No, <laughs> no. I was letting you guys go with it. Okay. So um, I recently learned that coding is a form of art and people can patent your art. And I was just curious if you've ever done something like that. Have you ever created a special project and then patented it? No. Um, most of my projects are, if I make a project, I basically op open source it. Uh, the only times I've ever like not done that are, of course, for, uh, for when I work at a company or internship. Mm -hmm. But anything I do from my free time, I I do open source it. I don't feel like my code uh, is something that needs to be patented or anything else. I'm still what what we call the beginner level in terms of the industry. You've got like two years of experience though now, right? In uh, programming, uh, probably a year or something. And uh, if if you're counting the internships and my programming on the side, but in, in uh, as a IT professional, uh, a year, a, um, a little bit more because then I would be including QA. Gotcha. So it would be 
like two years or, or, and so, or something like that. I can think of an example. At Full Sail, did you, I don't know, Jason, did you ever hear of a professor named um, Ginger Lee, L-E-I-G-H? Nope. She teaches programming, and um, she's no longer there, but she would program, and because when you said art, all of a sudden it clicked, I went, oh, yeah, she is there. If you look her up on um, Facebook or just look her up, she programs... Um, and she uses different types of light, and she puts it to music. So you see the code, and it's dancing across the screen to the music, and all of these lights are going on. That's pretty cool. She also made it so at, at last year when we did the uh, the street thing that was the whatever. I can't think of what it was called. Anyway, it was the giant street party. And oh, it's going to be right there on the name of my on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> but she had this wires and we could pull the wires and that's what would make the code happen and it made and we could see it from the street so we're on the street and she's projecting it onto a building and you can see as you're pulling this it's making the music and it's also making the design on the buildings it was so cool that's really cool yeah, yeah. and that was something that she had to program to make it happen Sounds, sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Look her up. Ginger, L-E-I-G-H, Lee. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She so what kind of special innovative. projects do you do with your coding on your free time? If, if any. Uh, <laughs> if any, that's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least right now, I'm trying to improve something that I had worked on uh, before. It was my final project of my uh, uh, capstone class here okay. at Valencia. I'm trying to improve it because I already have put so many hours into it. I, st I was uh, working on it through the whole summer with another person. He was front end, I was the back ender to that project. And I really, really loved the how that project turned out. There's uh, still a lot of flaws for it, to it, but I really, really want to go back there and just improve the, cool. uh, what, what I had because I feel like I, uh, out of all the projects I made, like, uh, on my free time, that like that's the one that I like the most. Well, not free time, it's more like yeah, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I made it through Valencia, but it's the one that I really, really want to go back to. So, is it like cool. a passion project? It's uh, some no, not uh, quite. It's mostly uh, to see to to see how could I improve what I already had, okay. uh, and see and apply stuff that I keep learning. Uh, for example, I knew a certain th a certain things back then. And now uh, I want to uh, improve it using a couple of new techniques. Uh, I had used a little bit of object-oriented programming back then, but now I really, really want to like make it full object-oriented programming, try to use uh, something called model view controller, a couple of techniques that uh, I've learned over the time that I really, really want to implement into that project. Okay. Do you also work with content management systems, like with independent clients and stuff like that, as like a freelance gig? Uh, I have That's an interesting question. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> I was uh, wondering. <laughs> as, as a freelance, well, I haven't worked uh, like freelance, any freelance jobs or anything. Uh, to me, uh, I'm still not experienced enough to take on a whole project that a client wants to use. I don't feel like... Uh, Unless it's a really, really simple project, uh, I don't, f uh, I don't feel like I have the experience enough yet to do like a full professional project uh, from uh, from a client. Mm -hmm. Well, with even working with content management systems, like running their accounts like through Wix or something like that. 
or do Wix you are you the type of artist that. that likes to build from the ground up? I think uh, Wix has it embed embedded in there already. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think so. I've I've worked with Wix before. I've I've actually used that platform when I was trying to see how the website would uh how a website would look. It was back at the beginning of Isabella's internship. Mm -hmm. We were trying to figure out how we wanted to the website to look, but I never got into much using Wix much. Um, the thing is, I wanted we wanted to have full control of the website with Wix or any other um, uh, platforms. I think the others are Squarespace. Squarespace. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't get that full control, like the whole thing on their, uh, their, their code. You don't get the HTML. You don't get to work on that. You don't get the CSS. You don't get to work on the JavaScript. You don't get to work on any of the ba their backend uh, languages. That's what WordPress is for. You get to do it with WordPress. Yeah. Some of that with WordPress. Yeah, I, we wanted to have full control. Of the I like having full control of the code. And if I want to change something, then I can change it myself and don't have to worry about uh, trying to see if it's possible with that platform. Right. I don't want those worries. I, I really like doing just... Like you said, uh, from the ground up myself. Yeah, I figured because when I went to full sale, I, in my degree, I did communications. He just graduated. Yeah, <laughs> and um, we got to work with web development, but we only worked with content management. And then when I talked to other like programmers that went to full sale that actually got a degree in that, they're like, ah, whatever. Like we like to build and make our own creations from the ground up, our own art, and really do yeah. it our own way. And I was like, it makes sense. I was makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. I I think you for uh, but uh you use the tools and the experience you have. If you don't have that much experience in coding, then uh content management system is actually right up your alley. You right. can yeah. do yeah. you can do if if it fits your need, then great, then mm -hmm. have at it. But uh if you want something like uh something that you can't get from them that you want to get into it, uh, like make it from uh, make it uh, from the ground up yourself, have full control of everything. Uh, then you gotta learn how to do a little bit of programming. Have you ever used Adobe? Because I think Adobe has their own they do. coding. Dream. I think it's Dreamweaver. 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 Yeah. Have you ever used that? Uh, no, I've met people who have used it, but I never used it myself. You use it to build websites. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering because I saw that on my Creative Cloud, but I've never, I didn't know how to use yeah. it, so I didn't bother. Yeah, graphic designers will yeah, know how to use it, but uh, yeah, yeah it's I one met of a couple of graphic. What the person was doing front end and uh, one of my uh, my project and knew how to use it, but still preferred to to make the code from the ground up uh, himself. Right. Uh, Dreamweaver is good. Uh, I'm gonna lie. If, if it wasn't, it's it wouldn't uh, wouldn't be people wouldn't use well, it. It's part of the suite. Yeah, the Adobe suite. So yeah. You know, they sell it that way. So if you don't mind me asking, you keep mentioning front-end and back-end. What does that exactly mean? Uh, front-end is like the front of the website, what you see, for example. User interface. The user in an interface, okay. for example. You see, like, uh, the logo, the, uh, the, front of the page. You get to put in, like, uh, the text boxes, the links, uh, the images, uh, the, the slides. Uh, everything that you see from a website, like in front of you on the monitor, that's the like the front end. Okay, that's and, pretty cool. And the back end is what you don't see, what uh, goes behind the scenes, and like the server, 
uh, that sort of stuff. For example, uh, when it's saving your information uh, or when, uh, when, for example, you're registering into a website and it sends the information uh, into like a server, a database, then that's the back end, the stuff that you don't see that's transmitted to like the database in there and then from the data uh, from the front end to the database and back so this hmm. is how it was explained to me by a programmer think of a hamburger okay <laughs> so the hamburger the top the bun itself is what you see at the top so that is the front end like this that we see up here on facebook that's right. the front end and then the meat that was the database that's where everything passes through to get there and then the bottom bun is the thing that we wouldn't see and that was the, the back, back end. Mm. yeah the back okay. of it. and you have to make it all connected together so that it actually it's, it's like they <laughs> stitch it together to make it so it works so so the function is the database and also the back end and then the form side you know form versus function if you've heard that phrase the form is the pretty part that we all want to use and be able to see if it works. Yeah, for a long time I wanted to get into video game design or video game programming. <laughs> which I'm, I'm not sure if you ever dabbled into programming video games. It was just something I thought yeah. I wanted to do for a long time. Uh, no, I. Uh, to me, I've started uh, doing basic programming, mm -hmm. and then I started moving. Uh, when I got into Valencia, I started moving into the more uh, web programming. Okay. So I never actually gone into uh, video game programming. Mm -hmm. I know that you can start doing it with, uh, or start getting yourself familiar if you like using uh, Unreal Engine. Unreal Unreal. The engines, yeah, Unreal Engine. Unity. Uh, Unity. Unity. So, yeah, you can uh, you can uh, download that, start looking at uh, documentations, videos, mm -hmm. and start getting yourself familiar with that and see what it takes you if you wanted to, to keep I, to see. I once downloaded Unity like in high school but I had no idea how to use it. I, like, <laughs> I don't know what this is. They have a lot of tutorials. It takes some time. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think the important thing is um, I've had uh, several friends that are into programming, and they have said, okay, programming websites is going to be a thing of the past. People need to know how to program for artificial intelligence, and that is the direction that everybody's going. So that's why... Uh, Wix and Weebly, Squarespace bought out Weebly, so you know that's been acquired. WordPress, they're making them very friendly for just the average layperson so that we could do that and we don't have to have a lot of programming experience. However, the direction that it's all going is going to be way, I guess, harder, but they use other languages to help speed up the process is what is what I've learned, and I don't know what those languages are, honestly, but... Most I'm not a programmer. <laughs> mostly for artificial intelligence, I've seen, since it's mostly scientific fields, then mostly the programming they do for those is usually with Python. Mm -hmm. I, Python, I, I, yeah. I think most of the scientific programmings today use Python. But there was something I remember Hubert telling us that there were some other languages that we could use that would uh, speed up the process of replicating the code, so to speak, and make it so that we could have it working more efficiently quicker uh, there may be uh, the thing is I haven't uh, delved into the language into the lang into other languages the new that stuff I, the yeah the for example I know there are some scientific languages I think F sharp was one of them but I have not dabbled into that I just stayed between the 
the C family and the uh, ones the ones uh, that the companies uh, the big companies have produced C sharp, uh, Java, uh, that sort of stuff. Yeah, and, and Python. Well, we have some other cool topics <laughs> we're going to go and introduce, yeah. so we can move to that side. But first, we want to backtrack a little bit. You mentioned that you used to work with Pivot, and we like to do this thing called hashtag what I learned. So um, what is something that you've learned working and doing the internship with Pivot? Teamwork. That's one of the major things that I learned there. You got to learn how to work with everybody because everybody is doing a certain part that you need to know about, that you need w uh, to know what has, what's happening there. For example, Communication and teamwork, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, for example, if somebody's working on this, you need to communicate. If, for example, it's working on the front end, you need to communicate uh, what is happening with the front end. What uh, What are you working with in the back end? Try to see uh, how 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 things should work. Uh, you need to communicate uh, that I'm doing this with the back end, and they are doing this with the front end, and you gotta work together to make that uh, work. So managing time, I think, is always critical because oh. we worked, we tried to make sure we were working in weekly sprints. I know I got some pushback. It was like bi-weekly sprints. doesn't matter. You have to hit your deadlines. Mm -hmm. And if you don't ship on time, that's like a death sentence, especially in the world of software development. It's like if you get a reputation for not being on time, nobody wants to work with you anymore. Yeah, you, you, got, you always got to keep that uh, deadline in mind. You got to yeah. keep... Uh, uh, like I said, time management. You can't uh, overspend too much time on a certain thing. If you're a programmer, uh, you got to program this. You have a certain amount of time. You program it, okay? Uh, then give it to the then give, give it to the testers. They can test it. You move on to the next thing. Okay, so I don't know who Anna is, but we want to say hi to her. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to our show. Hello, so. Anna. Yeah, so, yeah, write a little She's comment. A That's why She's a friend of ours. Okay, great. <laughs> Yay, we have, a, we have a viewer. There she is. <laughs> All right. Um, any advice you'd give a – well, we did that one, right? Mm -hmm. A student? Okay, great. Keep going. So we are in the holiday season, and um, I was just curious what kind of holiday traditions that you do with your family. Uh, I There's one Puerto Rican uh, tradition that I like to do uh, – called parandas <laughs> it's like uh puerto rican christmas carols we basically go to your house uh sometimes in the middle of the night and just start singing in front of your house except it's Aww. more it's more fun than christmas carols i think yeah we <laughs> yeah we we just go to your house and try to wake you up a lot if you're sleeping we try to wake you up mm -hmm. and tr uh so you can receive us and we start singing to you and a lot of and we just start uh I don't know, drinking, eating. They, they, uh, the people from the house usually sometimes uh, offer some of their food. Sometimes they bring in, uh, uh, we Coquito. bring in a little bit of our food, mm -hmm. some maybe some drinks, <laughs> yeah, and just try to have a good time. Yeah, yeah we're, we're waking you up. We we're, uh, well, at least we got to bring something over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, to soften the blow yeah. <laughs> so they don't throw stuff at you. Go away. Hey, if... If somebody wakes you in the middle of the night mm. and starts singing know. to you. That sounds like something really <laughs> I mean fun. And I kind of <laughs> think that I could see a lot of people outside doing that. Like I, I miss a lot of that. You know, I haven't been back to PR since last October. Oh, October of last year, sorry. 
so I haven't seen Puerto Rican Christmas in like a while. So I'm just I'm anxious to get all that again, you know. And so for our listeners, this is Khalil's last week here oh, for yeah. this year. He oh. will not be on next week's show, so you guys, you guys will be missing him. Maybe we can call Khalil. <laughs> Maybe we can call. What's is it the same time zone? Yeah, um, well, there's one hour ahead. Oh, I don't know. We won't be able to do that. We'll have to figure it out. Oh, yeah, no we'll worries. work on it. We'll, <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. We'll try and figure it out. Yeah. So holidays, it's all about celebrating. Typically, when people mm-hmm. say holidays, they think of happy times, great times with family and close friends. But there's a lot of people who are like you guys are international. And I was just wondering if you have any advice for people who are not going to be able to go back home or who are spending the holiday seasons alone. Do you have any advice for them? Well... Uh, if they have a uh, family in another place, or uh, for example, I s- suggest trying to call them first mm-hmm. to see how they're doing, how they are, and try to get them into, uh, for example, uh, the uh, the computer communication methods, as for example, Skype or what uh, the FaceTime, the a- FaceTime, the mm-hmm. apps they use on your phone. I think uh, the other one is Google Meet uh, and Skype. Can you do that on WhatsApp? I think you can also do it on a Facebook Messenger, I think. Yeah. Video well. calls? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah. Snapchat. A Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's good to hear from them, like call them and everything, but it's much better to actually see them face to face and see them, oh, and see them like pointing out the stuff, <laughs> like po- uh, showing you the the home, the, uh, the activities, that sort of stuff. Of course, yeah. Also, try to maintain constant communication in, with your friends and everything, because if the more you uh, talk to them, the more you know what's going on, uh, and the more you bond. Mm-hmm. I would say Christmas movies. Go to the movie theater. They're open on Christmas Day really? and Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. because a lot of families will go and do that. Oh. Um, that's like a tradition. So bad for whoever's working on Christmas Eve. Though. Yeah. Isn't it sad? Um, yeah. yeah. I've worked at Christmas Eve. But uh, when I did at retail. Universal, no retail. Oh, mm. 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 Yeah, that's <laughs> the last minute shoppers. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I get it totally. But then um, we had offered some tips on a previous show, and we said you can go and volunteer at some shelters. Mm-hmm. You can, and that can actually be a tradition that you start. You know where you I go. I met this yeah. lady at um, where I work at. at well, um, client. Um, sorry. One of the customers, she came in saying that uh, she was buying all this food for, uh, I think she she goes every year. It's a Christmas tradition where she feeds, uh, I think it's homeless. I yeah. think she goes to a shelter. She spent like $200 on food, I think, wow. or maybe more. And she just makes like this banquet for a shelter. And like they, they expect it now. They always ask her like, hey, uh, is Are dinner happening? Coming? This? Yeah, because yeah, like she does it every year. She's been doing it for like 10 years now. And, you know, I saw somebody who does that. I'm like, wow, people actually do this. You know, it's just kind of surprised me. There's people out there who love to do this. I've always done that every year um, where I either deliver a food basket to um, families. And you can do it through uh, West Orange, Orange County. They do it from a high school there, uh, sign up for it. I get all kinds of um, emails from the Salvation Army. They're looking for people to volunteer still to come in either, Mm -hmm. you know, help wrap presents or watch the kids. So there's so many opportunities out there. Even in the animal shelters, they need people to come in and help take care of the animals, whatever it is that you're passionate about. I would say that would be a great thing so that you don't feel lonely if you don't have family around. 
Look to see how you can give to somebody else because it takes that that feeling off of you and you can go, wow, I was able to do this, whatever this is. See, gifts can come in so many forms. Yeah. And I was just curious, like, what is some of your most memorable gifts that you've gotten and then also a gift that you received? Most memorable gift? Or given, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The most memorable gift I got, probably my first bicycle. Oh. Oh. (laughs) That's that's a very special moment in my childhood. Like, I was so scared to ride that thing. Training wheels or no training wheels? Uh, no, when, uh, uh no you training wheels. Okay. So yes. it was my friends who were helping, uh, um, the, my neighbors were all trying to help me, trying to get my balance. Yeah. My parents were there trying to help me out as well. So there, w- it was like the whole neighborhood trying to help me get to ride that bike uh, correctly. <laughs> so it was, it was a pretty good time. I, I, that I, I think it was one of the fondest memories of my childhood. Oh, that's awesome. Aww. What was a gift that you gave that yeah. was really meaningful then? I have uh, probably take my mom to the Disney World Park. And here's why. Mm-hmm. Because uh, she loves the parks here. Mm-hmm. And every uh, and I finally got a vacation time as, since I got here. And I finally took her to one of these uh, parks. She had uh, never been? Hmm? She had never been? Uh, she had been, okay. but she loves those parks so much. And mm-hmm. I finally got to t- take her, and she got to spend uh, the whole day over there. Which park did you go to? Uh, Magic Kingdom? I think we, well, I don't think it was at Disney. I think we went to one of the Universal's Park now that I remember. Ah. Yeah. I think we went to Island of Adventures. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I I love the Island of Adventures. Um and she wanted to ride, uh, I think it's one of their sections. There's like a whole like uh, water section of the park. I think it's called. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the, old, it's, it's the one with the old, the old, the old cartoons. Popeyes? Yeah, like Popeye? Yeah. yeah. Toon the Landing. To- Toontown? Toon? It's Toon Landing. Yeah, there mm-hmm. are like. A, a, like you worked there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You still have it? There are like two water rides there. Mm-hmm. My mom wanted to ride one. She didn't want to ride the other one because it wanted it. W- it went like into a high mountain. Uh, I even, but I still managed to. I kind of tricked her into riding it, and <laughs> she kept cursing me all the way. But okay, that makes it really memorable. <laughs> but she, I uh, believe she enjoyed. Uh, she enjoyed it. She she was really smiling that day. I would say if you got off the ride and she's still hitting you, then maybe, I don't know, it's questionable. That. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, we went to that one first. Then we softened the blow with the one that she wanted to ride. Oh, okay. okay. Aww, gotcha. That's a smart idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very nice. Uh, leaders, who are the great leaders that have inspired you? Leaders that inspired me? Uh, or helped shape your thinking, your life, living, dead. It can be people you really know, somebody you've read about. Family. Friends. Family. Uh, Faith, whatever. Thing is, I try not to follow a lot of people or leaders. I just try to go the route that I am presented with. If, for example, if I see some uh, a route in my life that I can take and I feel like, oh, that's the route I should take or it feels right, then I try to go there. But I try not to follow like leaders and such. The thing is, I never found, like, somebody or anyone that I say, I want to be that person. I want to be that mm-hmm. that person. The only people I can think about like that uh, are my parents. Like, 
they're very good hearted people and I just wanted to be a good hearted person. That, that's perfectly oh. fine. Oh, that's, that's a leader. That's amazing. That's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just being a good hearted person is all I ever wanted to be and try to do, um, keep a good life, right? And it's yeah. Be, uh, no, I, I think we can all appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We can. Our parents are our leaders in all our lives, you know, to an extent. We got to go on to our next sponsor? sponsor. Yes. <coughs> So our second sponsor for tonight is Create the Movement. Creating a movement takes two things, the right people and the right message. Finding the right people takes laser focus and extensive research. Crafting the right message requires in-depth market knowledge and constant tweaking. It's not about thinking outside the box. It's about knowing what your box is made of and using it to your advantage. Thank you, Create the Movement, for Sponsoring the Intern Whisperer Live. You always make me smile, Jason, when you do that. You're over here, and, and I'm like trying not to. And he's drawing a little box. Create the movement. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a little box going on on the table. Okay, so we want to say thank you to Valencia College. Thank you to Q. We always say thank you to Q every week. We're very grateful for our station manager. And um, also for the ability to be in this great studio. So thank you to that. Um, shout outs. Who do we give our shout outs to this week? I'm going to go to Jason first. I want to give a special shout out to my friend Amanda Akamatsu because she had Thanksgiving with me and my family in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Amanda. Very nice. Oh. Khalil? Uh, shout out to my mom, who I'll be seeing soon. Next uh, week. Yeah, first time in a while. Uh, is she counting down the days? Uh, I'm, I'm sure she is. Like I'm sure she is. Yeah. Um, and uh, shout out to you guys, to you, Isabella, for having me here and allowing me allowing me to be a part of this. And shout out to you, Jason. Congratulations on graduating. Yeah. Yes. Um, best of luck in all your future endeavors. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you the best. Oh, yeah. Thank you. You're up. Who's your uh, shout out to? My shout out to my parents, who... Uh, I'll have uh, helped me to get to the point I am today. Shout out to CXI, the company who helped me uh, maintain uh, economic stability and have helped me get a good job. Mm-hmm. And shout out to you guys. For oh, example, thanks. Isabella, because if, if, she, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have gotten the job. I wouldn't uh, be here at the level of programming that I have. So thank you, Isabella. Oh, oh. you're very welcome. Mm-hmm. But I, I know that you're a very bright, bright man. All right, so my shout-out goes to these two guys sitting across the table from me. Really proud of, of, of both of them, and they have done a really great job here. I know um, next week for our listeners will be our last week, mm-hmm. and then we're going to be taking a break, so we've got to make sure we have our episodes to queue uh, this week that we're going to be playing. So you can each pick the best episode that you liked out of this whole year, out of the guests that you've spoken with. Okay. We were going to do a contest. We didn't do it, but we'll put <laughs> that into the queue. <laughs> so we didn't make that. And the Monday Night Crew will do the same. They will pick uh, their favorite episode. I'm going to guess it might be your own episode. I'm not sure, but <laughs> it's totally cool if it is. The Halloween one is up there for me. Pardon me? The Halloween one is up there oh, for me. Oh, I would agree. And yeah. I'm going to ask that the holiday, um, you know, not, it wasn't surviving the holidays. I did not want that one, but being able to have a really great holidays, how to how to do mm-hmm. holidays well. Um, and a special shout-out to Juan for being here tonight and to all of our listeners and also all of the rest of the Pivot and the Intern Pursuit crew. Thank you in the game. 
All right. So, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> contact us. You can always contact us at info at internpursuit.tech. And you can find us on our Facebook page, on Twitter, on listen to us live on mixlr.com forward slash Valencia College. And again, on YouTube. So all of our episodes are going up on YouTube. And really soon, listeners, we'll have it on podcast. So you'll be able to find us on iTunes, on Google Play, and on Twitch. So thank you so much, and as we close the show, we thank you for listening.